not all content is really perfect for every network. And so ideally you would create your content calendar with several different layers of thought for each of the different social platforms you want to be on. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this e-commerce marketing focus podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method, could be email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month we're doing organic social media. It's not a topic we cover every year, but this year we're doing it because figure you guys are all quite time strapped at the moment. So anything that can help you make more use and better impact with your organic social can't be a bad thing, can it? In this episode, we're exploring what an organic social media content calendar is, why you should have one, what it looks like, how to create it, key things you should be putting in there, how to make it really work for you, not just be one of those plans you never look at, but one of those plans which makes your performance greater, makes your lives more straightforward and takes your business to ever greater heights. We have a brilliant guest coming up to take us through this. We'll be talking about both how she uses it in the business she works for and how brands can be using it too. So make sure you listen right to the end of the episode so you also catch her quick fire insider tips, which are there to help you maximise the performance of organic social media in your business. And quite frankly, given her, I've already heard her tips to get you thinking this time. Plus, I will then share my take on it all and outline some more free ways we can help you improve your organic social media even more. So stay tuned to the end. Do you have a problem only an awesome piece of e-commerce tech can solve? Is your e-commerce tech stack not quite fit for purpose anymore? Then why not explore the latest technology on offer at e-commerce tech? We are going through a hugely changing time in the tech landscape at the moment. And if you want to be bringing the best results you can in your business, then you need to be on top of what's going on in the tech space. To find out that and much more, head to keepopt.com forward slash tech. That's K-E-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash T-E-C-H. Keepopt.com forward slash tech to find all the best tools for your e-commerce store. In this episode, I'm chatting with organic social media expert, Susan Moller. Susan's been working in content marketing and organic social for nearly 20 years. And right now she's the director of marketing at social media management tool, Tailwind, who are trusted by over 1 million brands worldwide, including my brands, because we used Tailwind too. Hello, Susan. Hi, Chloe. It's so great to talk with you. I love what you're doing with your podcast. And I think that your approach to managing your podcast and guests is one of the most professional and great experiences that I've had. So um, I thank you for that. I get these lovely emails from you and it's also well done. You're doing a great job. Oh, thank you so much. And it's lovely to have you. It's always nice to catch up with one of the Tailwind team, especially when it's you. Um, so <laughs> before we get into content calendars and organic social and all of that, how did you end up working in the world of organic social media? 
Well, it started by accident a long, long time ago. (laughs) I started working in organic social media about the time that my role as a local news reporter was winding down. And I was looking for something else that I could do that would tap into writing and people skills. And I decided that organic social media, specifically managing organic social media for some other companies would be a good transition. And so I jumped in with both feet. I experienced um, some of the drama of what it's like to manage social media for regulated industries in the U.S., where you have conversations like, fax me the tweets. (laughs) I didn't say that, (laughs) but they would say, fax me the tweets and I'll approve them. Anyway, so that didn't last incredibly long. But through that, I jumped into working with BuzzSumo, which is a content marketing tool that helps people to identify how many social media likes their content has gotten. And then from there, I moved on to Tailwind. Very cool. Okay, let's get right to it. Why do we need a content calendar for our organic social? Why can't we just post what we fancy posting when we fancy posting it? It is such a great question. And it would be a fun world where <laughs> where brands could just post whatever they want to whenever they want to. But the biggest reason that I think a content calendar is important for any brand, particularly e-commerce brands, is because organic social as a marketing channel has a value to your business. And so you wouldn't do your accounting um, anywhere, anytime, and in whatever way you want to. So organic social also functions best when we approach it with a plan in mind and really integrate it into the flow of our business processes. High quality content is important on organic social. And consistent posting is important on organic social. It seems that neither of those two things happen so well when we just think, oh, I woke up this morning and I'll post this. I'm sure that people try that. I've tried that. (laughs) But if you want a long-term, sustainable, beneficial, organic social presence, you're going to need a content calendar to help make sure that happens. I think one of the things I've found when I'm not using a content calendar is that huge topics I should get be talking about completely get ignored or you know a whole genre of content gets ignored because I haven't gone Chloe you haven't talked about email marketing in or you should be talking about email marketing x amount of the time so something just gets completely forgotten about yeah totally the same thing you know for us at Tailwind we have to really look at what we're posting and have a cadence that we have established for different types of posts at Tailwind the posts that we have a harder time doing or remembering to do when we're not using a content calendar or more top of funnel content where we're just interacting with things at a high level that aren't necessarily specific to Tailwind or our product. So having a content calendar can really help with those, those blind spots that we all have. When you take the time to write down what you're planning to do, and then just like if you're editing anything, you know, look away, step away and come back, you'll be amazed at the gaps that you see and what you're planning. Oh yeah, I love that, the step away. I always say with any kind of promotional calendar or content calendar, do it, sleep, and then come back or give it a week and then come back because it's the only way you can perfect it, I've found, is that you have to walk away for a good old period of time and get distracted by something else before you come back. 
100%. I'm working right now and I'm a little bit behind on where I would like to be with this, but I'm working on our Black Friday, Cyber Monday content calendar specifically for email and, you know, pulling it together is one thing. And then coming back and thinking what did it was not in the forefront of my mind when I was planning that is really important. Yes. You know, what you said is really important in being able to cover a wide spectrum of content. I think the other reason that we need a content calendar is it keeps us honest on what we're doing on organic social because we don't have to pay to post on organic social. It can be easy to maybe overestimate in our minds what we're actually doing on that channel until uh, we realize, oh no, um, you know, a month has gone by and I haven't posted. So when you have a calendar that you're following and it's integrated into your plan for the day or your plan for the week, you just make sure that you're keeping up that consistency. Yeah, totally. So see guys, there are so many good reasons why you should have a content calendar. Let's get really kind of brass tacks and obvious now, Susan. What is a content calendar? What is it that we're actually talking about here? Yeah, so that is a great question. I picture a content calendar as multiple formats. Like I'm not thinking of a specific format for your calendar, but I think of it as a plan for what you will post on specific social networks that's divided up into days and times that those posts are going to go out. We use the content calendar that's built into Tailwind for planning our Pinterest, Instagram content. And I think any way that people visualize, can visualize what they're going to do that works for their processes will work in this case. I've seen people use spreadsheets. We have used Asana in the past before Tailwind had a calendar. So there are lots of different ways that you can visualize this, but it needs to be a system that assigns dates, times, and networks and matches them up with ideas and and specific posts that are going to go out on organic social. Cool. So what tool we create it on, even if it's a piece of paper, if it works for us, that's acceptable. Exactly. In fact, I would love to see how people do these. I'm kind of fascinated by how people organize their lives. <laughs> you know, um, if you have index cards and you're rotating through them on a regular basis, great. If you have sticky notes on your wall, great. If you're using something that is purpose built for organic social, great. I think that any of those systems where you are conceptualizing content and matching it with dates and times is going to enable you to be consistent in a way that makes organic social valuable. In my head, I am now totally distracted by the idea of using index cards for it. Me too. But... <laughs> <laughs> I can see there being like a space on the content calendar for big picture topics and there being like a stack of index cards, which are big picture topics and we just work our way through them. But I need to put that to one side because that is not I mean and it would actually to be fair it would work really well if you're an e-commerce brand who is selling a product that never really changes so the same product day in day out month after month to have kind of like those high hitting you know sectors that people use it the UGC that you particularly know is powerful and that to use that on kind of like an index card rotating system virtually or in a paper format would be really clever yeah it's funny because the Tailwind Copilot product that is our marketing plan was developed like that not necessarily with index cards but it was a real collaboration between the Tailwind product and engineering teams and the marketers 
And we would meet and regularly talk about what are the big picture topics? What are the things that need to happen in your calendar? And so it was that work of thinking ahead, like these are the things that we need to cover for each stage of the marketing funnel, and then thinking how best to cover them on specific networks. One thing that is really true that we rediscovered in that process was not all content is really perfect for every network. So there definitely has to be some thought to the flavor of the social network and what each business wants to use that network for. And so ideally, you would create your content calendar with several different layers of thought for each of the different social platforms you want to be on. God, yeah, that was the next thing I wanted to get onto actually was the networks. And for everyone listening, networks, we're talking Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, all those kind of things that sometimes get called platforms. I probably will end up calling them a platform, but platform network, same thing for the purpose of this conversation. Would you recommend having a TikTok calendar, a Facebook calendar, an Instagram calendar, a Pinterest calendar, and so on and so forth? Or is it sensible to try and combine them in some way? Because I can see it becoming a bit overwhelming if you try and combine them all. Yeah, it is a great question. At Tailwind right now, what we have is a combined calendar for, and I'm talking about our marketing. We have a combined calendar for Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. We don't have TikTok combined into that calendar. And we're not right now emphasizing LinkedIn and Twitter I see the value for us in the system we have because what we're doing on TikTok is a little bit different than what we're doing on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. I think that our marketing is more mature on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. And so it makes sense to have those in the same place because there's a little bit more overlap on what we do on those networks. Because we're new to TikTok, we're still really in the experimenting phase where we're trying to figure out, okay, what does this audience like to hear from us? And what types of posts are going to work best here? So that is separate for us right now. I think there could be something that would be useful for, for brands to follow in that. Like once you are familiar with a network and you have an idea of the types of content that is going to resonate with the audience there, I think then you could probably pull things into a joint calendar. I lean towards wanting a joint calendar for everything um, because I don't do all of the actual planning for each network. So for me, as the director to be able to come in and see everything all at once is really helpful. I also recognize it's not always possible. <laughs> so um, now this is where index cards would get hard because if you have to have five people mailing in their index cards, that's not going to work. <laughs> but I, I think this though, coming back, back to the index cards, how many calendars you have, how you divide this up, which platforms are, or, um, or networks you choose to play on all comes down to what works for your business. You know, you can't say oh, all our social networks aren't on the same calendar, therefore it's not a content calendar. You've got to find the system and the process that works for you. So how do we create a good one? Are there some kind of common tactics and methods? We've already talked about create it, walk away, come back. Any other kind of things that fit for everybody or tips you can give us on how to create a content calendar that's going to drive us some results? There are two things that really are important. One is understanding what you are trying to accomplish with different types of social posts. It took me a long time to realize that 
organic social is more than just content distribution. Perhaps because I come from a content marketing background and have thought a lot about distributing blog posts and other long form content through organic social, that it took me a while to realize, oh, there's so much more than just sharing a link to your content. So I think understanding your purpose for any given social post is important and is important when you look at your entire calendar. And I think the other thing that is really valuable is being able to think about your marketing funnel and whether or not you're using your organic social to lead people through an entire experience of your brand from where they become aware of it or just aware of their problem to get to know your brand and then ultimately to purchase something from you. So those are the two things I think that I would want to layer into a content calendar to make sure it's working for the business as well as it can. Got it. So as with all marketing, it comes down to objectives. We can't just ignore objectives if we're hanging out on organic social. No, we really can't. You know, what we're oftentimes doing on Instagram is looking to build perceptions of Tailwind as a reliable brand. And we're doing that by sharing a lot of customer reviews and quotes from people who are using Tailwind. And that's a very specific kind of content that we're creating there. What we're looking to do on TikTok is build an audience. And so we're leaning in a little bit more to trends and things that are happening on TikTok as best we can. I think trends on TikTok are really tough for brands. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I think they're tough for for everyone apart from mega influencers. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, consumer trends don't always suit the purposes of a brand. And that's one thing I've had to kind of adjust my mindset to is we're probably not going to go extraordinarily viral on TikTok just because we're a brand that sells to other businesses. You know, there are some constraints there that are going to tell us it's not a great investment of our time to shoot for some of these trends. It's just not not worthwhile. Got you. So within thinking about our objectives for this, we should be thinking kind of funnel stages or different types of like trust building, awareness building, audience building, as well as actually driving sales. And that might not be the same on all platforms. So we might not be going on Instagram, we have to trust build, we've got to brand awareness, we've got to educate about the products and we've got to do this. It might be we're just educating about the products and then on TikTok, we might be about brand awareness. The objectives might change from network to network is what we're saying here, Susan. Yeah, I think so. And I think that there are different ways to approach it. I think that it would be possible if you're only using one network to cover or one platform to cover the whole flow within that process. We tend to use Facebook more at the bottom of our funnel, where we'll actually distribute if we're running a sale or a special promotional offer, we'll promote that on Facebook. On Pinterest, it's really very top of funnel. You know, we never promote a sale really on Pinterest. That's not what people are looking to Pinterest to provide for them. It's just such a less time-bounded platform, isn't it? It's it's a good pin, can lurk around for years driving traffic. So so yeah, it, it's just fundamentally less right for a Black Friday deal now on type scenario. Yeah, I can't see that really working very well. So on Pinterest, we do a lot with our blog content. And a lot of what we do on Pinterest begins with our blog content. 
We do promote some of our blog posts on Instagram. We're not really promoting them on TikTok right now, other than we use them as the basis for our TikToks. Like if we have a very helpful how-to blog post, we can draw pieces out of that to create a short TikTok video. So yes to your question, on, on each network, we want to be thinking about what stage of the funnel we're targeting and why. And I think it needs to be clear if someone is going to be exposed to your brand on one network, it's helpful to be able to have a way for them to see you across other networks. And I think that's a reasonable assumption that that brands can make, that people can find you on organic social, and then they can find you again on a separate channel or on Google when they're looking for something. One of the, the stats that has really had me thinking recently is something from e-consultancy that 82% of people who click on an organic search result on Google click on the brand that they recognize. And so I've been thinking a lot about the power of organic social to build that brand familiarity and brand awareness that then translates into the clicks that, that we want, even if they don't happen on that network. Yeah. The, the, Brand awareness potential of organic social is huge, isn't it? Um, but then as, as with all brand awareness uh, channels, it's hard to track. <laughs> One thing which has kind of been implicit in a lot of we, what we've been talking about, which we haven't specifically addressed, is the recycling of content or the reuse of content. Um, Susan, are you a fan of the copy and paste something we did three months ago? Or are you more <laughs> of a, a fan of the tweak it a little but use the same idea approach? It depends on if it's Friday afternoon at 3pm or not. <laughs> Friday same afternoons at 3pm, I am all about copy and paste. Um, and I guess that that probably reveals my bias towards consistency and high quality. If you have a high quality piece of content and it's been a reasonable period of time and the choice is don't post or reuse, reuse. If you can tweak it and learn from what you did before, then I think that's even better. I've been somewhat liberated <laughs> by the thought that it really does take people multiple exposures to your brand to remember something. And so I think it's somewhat far-fetched to think that there's going to be a significant chunk of audience who's going to see my content, remember my content, see it again, remember that it's the same and have an adverse reaction to that. <laughs> that doesn't seem like, oh, if I had that problem, but <laughs> I, I don't think that reusing content is a bad idea. I think just the, the nature of organic social will, you know, ease the repetition there because fewer, you know, you won't have the same audience each time. That said, I think that we need to learn as we go. And if you've repurposed something and it's not performing well or it didn't perform well the first time, I don't think just give it another go until it sticks is really the best idea. So I guess it's a both and, which I hate it when people answer, <laughs> answer that way. <laughs> but I think um, it's not bad to repurpose. Repetition is good. Repetition is not going to be harmful because of the nature of organic social but you don't want your strategy to be defined by, oh, we'll just keep the same things going out all the time. I do think that bottom of the funnel content might work better in that way. You know, I have promotions that I've run and I'm running the same promotions, you know, six weeks later. You know, you could probably keep those things that are much more purchased now. 
you can use that again. But paying attention to the top of funnel content, I think, is probably um, the place where you want to have a little less repetition. Cool. Okay. Uh, Susan, it's been brilliant picking your brains about content calendars. Um, I think everyone should be feeling a lot more comfortable with them and ready to go and give it a go. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Susan's insider tips on organic social media and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business. Do you have a problem only an awesome piece of e-commerce tech can solve? Is your e-commerce tech stack not quite fit for purpose anymore? Then why not explore the latest technology on offer at e-commerce tech? We are going through a hugely changing time in the tech landscape at the moment. And if you want to be bringing the best results you can in your business, then you need to be on top of what's going on in the tech space. To find out that and much more, head to keepopt.com forward slash tech. That's K-E-E-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash T-E-C-H. Keepopt.com forward slash tech to find all the best tools for your e-commerce store. Okay, Susan, so far we've gone deep into organic social media content calendars. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of organic social media. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with organic social media, which of course does include everything we've already been talking about. Susan, are you ready? I think so. Let's do this. (laughs) Cool. Let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Well, if you're just getting started, I would say just do it. Jump in, pick a social network and invest some time in being on that network. You know, find some people by searching for topic areas that you're interested in, follow them scroll, scroll, scroll. (laughs) So jump in and see what's happening on that network and then start posting. As you are getting familiar with a new social network and you're beginning to post, there are always going to be mistakes. And my advice would be don't let the fear of making a mistake on a new social channel hold you back. Start posting, keep posting consistently and regularly. When I'm working on learning a new social network, and there have been several, (laughs) my first goal is always about cadence more so than followers or interactions. So when I'm getting started with a new organic social media network, I think in terms of how many posts do I want to create on this network? And that's how I goal myself and the people that work with me. And that, I think, is much uh, a better approach than thinking right away about followers and interactions. So get started is the advice. Start posting um, and let that information be a feedback loop to help you improve your posts over time. I like that. Don't just spend one hour on TikTok, do one terrible post and think you've started. (laughs) I like the fact you labored in on that, Susan. Such such an important point. Oh, here's a pro tip. If you do spend one hour on TikTok, post and it's horrible. Learn from me. (laughs) You don't delete your TikToks. You just click on the TikTok, go in and set it to private and then start over. So that private setting on TikTok is your new best friend. Cool. Very pro tip. Loving that. Thank (laughs) you, Susan. Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So you don't have to keep using that private uh, hack on, (laughs) on TikTok. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? 
there are two avenues to think about. One is in your creative. And I think as you get more skilled in using a social network, you will become more aware of the tools that can help you with your creative. So continuing to work on your creative game is really important. Learning the things as you engage with the audience that you like as a viewer and of that content and continuing to level up your creative is important. You don't want to start at the newbie level and stay there for the rest of your your life on a new social network. And typically that means that the production value is going to increase. You're probably going to spend more time on that content. Um, And that's okay. And that's expected. The other tip that I would lean into for continuing to optimize is to invest in the paid side of social media a little bit sooner, sooner rather than later. We know um, more now than we did when organic social media first entered the marketing landscape. And we know that social networks are looking to monetize their audience. So I think that we need to have a both and way of thinking about social media. There's going to be the organic part and the paid side as well. An example would be at Tailwind, we've been using the TikTok community engagement campaign type. And it's performed really well for us. We are also building our organic presence. So we're doing them at the same time. Probably in the past, I would have focused mostly on organic for a longer period of time. But with this network, we jumped in on the paid side and they seem to be really complementing each other. Our goal is to have a thousand followers there before Black Friday, Cyber Monday starts. And so joining the two and, and learning both organic and paid at the same time made sense for us. And I think that's a great way to keep optimizing. Excellent. Loving that. Uh, if someone listening wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Okay. Yes. So if you are a learn by hearing or watching person, I'm kind of enjoying all the marketing tips that I'm getting watching TikToks. So go for it. Spend some time with other people's organic social content. If TikTok's not your thing, go to Pinterest and find content there. So that's a free resource. If you are a learn by doing person, I would recommend Tailwind Copilot, which is the marketing strategy that's built right into the Tailwind platform. It's designed to teach you the marketing basics and it's all in the context of organic social. So if you're a new marketer, or new to organic social, I think you'll find some benefit there. We build a customized plan for you to follow and help you to see which posts are linked to each part of the marketing funnel. So you'll also know that you're covering all your bases by posting top of the funnel content that is designed to grab attention coupled with customer reviews. It's all there. So we have a forever free plan. You get a free plan with that and you can learn a ton of marketing basics there. Very nice. Finally, it's the crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? I love this question. I spend a little bit of a little bit of time thinking about this. So I think on the marketing side, we're going to see more of this hybrid model of organic and paid social. And we're going to see it for lots of different sized businesses. I think that large brands have been doing this for a while, using organic and paid to complement each other strongly. But I think it's going to be much more common for smaller businesses to do it. 
I think that one reason for this becoming more accessible for smaller businesses is AI entering the scene. I think that AI can really level the playing field for small businesses because big businesses already have people hired to do all the things. But for a small business, having a tool that can help with basic tasks is really important. For example, at Tailwind, we've merged an an ads product into our platform. So small businesses for a very modest spend can now get an AI managed ad system to help promote their products. And that is something I think that more small businesses are going to begin to do. I also think it's about time for a new power social network to emerge. You know, TikTok is is becoming much more monetized. It's kind of shifting into that mature mature land. <laughs> and so I think there's going to be a new a new player that's going to rocket into our consciousness. Personally, I like the idea of Be Real, which sends you a message to take a front and back camera screenshot once a day. I've just decided to play around with that. I I think that that has potential to really capture the collective social imagination. Lemonade has the power of ByteDance behind it. So maybe it will be Lemonade. Maybe it will be something that I am not even aware of, probably. But I think we're going to see something new that's really going to grab people's attention. Cool. And probably not threads. No. And, you know, when... (laughs) Yeah, I thought about that. I don't think it's threads. And I think when that happens, that's the clue or the cue for for marketers. When a social network is new and gaining rapidly, that's when you really can, can grab a lot of organic social landscape. So when you see that, it's time to jump in on that network wholeheartedly. Brilliant. Thank you, Susan. Giving us a lot to think about there at the end of the show. We are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business? Yes. Well, I'm on LinkedIn, Susan C. Muller. Connect with me there. And you can check out Tailwind at tailwindapp.com. Tailwind gets your marketing to 90% of the way done. And our goal is to help make world-class marketing easy for everyone through the power of AI simple as that. Susan, thank you so much for being on the Keep Optimizing podcast. It's always a joy to catch up with you and gives me so many ideas for my own marketing. And I don't doubt it's given the listeners loads of great ideas too. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I love talking with you too, Chloe. Appreciate the time. So I think it would be fair to say if you're doing organic social media on behalf of the business you work for, the brand you own, you would be crazy not to be organizing what you're doing via some form of content calendar. And the form that you put it in is not important so long as it enables you to produce the content in a quality way, consistent way, and hitting the key content types that you should be putting out there. So the key formats, the key topics, and so forth. And it gives you that structure, that system for enabling you to think about what are you actually trying to accomplish on this network with this piece of content and then you can work out what works you can see what you've done before to easily repurpose and so forth so much great advice there from susan across creating those content calendars and so much more loads of great insights and i i look forward to seeing if her crystal ball ideas come true you can get the links to all those things we discussed the transcript of this episode important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com 
You can also use our direct to episode short links. Just put keepopt.com forward slash the number of this episode into the URL bar and you'll go straight to the correct page on the website. When you get to the website, please do add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business and your marketing. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimising podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, then do check out our other episodes in our organic social media section. You can either scroll back up your feed to things that have got organic social at the start or use the short link. Yep, another short link. Keepopt.com forward slash social that will list all our episodes about organic social media. It's a tricky topic. It's tricky to find the time to do it. It's tricky to commit. Obviously, we had Colin last time taking us through how they use it as a brand at Sheets and Giggles. And we're going to have another great episode next week on how to use it in your business too. So please do tell your fellow marketers about this show because I want to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their e-commerce marketing. Have a great week. Make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimising your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Find the latest e-commerce tech at keepopt.com forward slash tech.